This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. You are listening to Writer Than You. My name is Carrington Harrison. Very happy to be filling in for Bill Ryder as he is off today. Let's head to the phone lines right now and head to Titletown, USA, Kansas City, Missouri, as they celebrate their Super Bowl 57 championship. Very happy to be joined by Josh Klingler, who does sidelines for the Chiefs radio network. Kling, how you doing, my man? Yes, it is Titletown. I mean, uh, the parade cleanup is still underway. They need to clean up downtown Kansas City for the draft in, what, just uh, just over two months from now, so... Um, I guess that was the audition for where the draft's going to take place. So if anybody watched uh, what went down on, on, on television on Wednesday with the, uh, with the Chiefs parade, that's the location of where the, uh, the draft is going to be. I don't know if it'll be fully red like it was the other day, but uh, yeah, uh, nice insanity to end the season. So, Kling, you do sidelines for the Chiefs radio network. You were at the Super Bowl Take us through the third down so Mahomes' ankle gets twisted up a little bit. He's hobbling. There was a certain gasp at my Super Bowl party, and I looked at the clock and said, well, hey, he's not going to go back on the field for another 40 minutes just because halftime's coming up. They had to punt the football here. I think he's going to be fine. Take us through that stretch of the game where Pat gets injured a little bit. He walks off to the sideline. Well, I mean, you kind of have to take your cue sometimes from the player and there wasn't a lot of medical attention. I mean, there was a little bit right at the beginning and then he basically shooed everybody away. And so got rid of the, the, the trainers and anybody medically while Chad Henney, the backup was, was throwing some passes along the sidelines. Mahomes was sitting on the sidelines in a tremendous amount of pain. And that's the first time that, that we had seen him actually kind of show fully how hurt he was even uh, in earlier playoff games, he didn't really give you the look like he was, he was hurting. He definitely was, but he was in a tremendous amount of pain. And so as soon as he waved off the trainers, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. Can he be as effective? We would have to see. But as soon as he waved off everybody and said, you know, I'm not coming out of this game. And at that point, he went and stood all along the sidelines as well. You knew that it was going to be okay. Um, now, has he defied the odds in all this? Probably so. 
but you weren't pulling them out of that football game by any stretch of the imagination. Take us through the end of the game, and a lot has been made about the penalty, the call against James Bradbury on Juju Smith-Schuster. The part of this controversy that doesn't make sense to me is everyone acknowledges that it's a penalty but then doesn't want a penalty to be called. We get mad at the officials for making incorrect calls or not making the right call, yet we're mad that they made the right call. The whole logic in it becomes very circular to me, doesn't make a lot of sense. You were on the sideline while this call happened. What's your take of the controversy and the call for defensive holding on James Bradbury? Well, the interesting part, now, it was a majority Eagle fans in the, in the stadium. Um, it was a bigger deal on social media than it was actually in the stadium. I didn't feel like that it was as big of a play watching it live as it was to see what the reaction was like outside of the stadium. And there wasn't like it was, you know, Eagle fans throwing cans and bottles and, and being all ticked off. Did they, did they boo? Yeah. But I felt like it, it, it really exploded on social media way more than it did in the stadium. And then my question is, I mean, we have to decide, I guess, as a, as a football fandom. Um, so do we want the last, uh, I don't know, four minutes of any particular game to just be a free-for-all? that we don't want penalties called in those situations. So whatever goes, goes. I don't think we want to be there. We don't want, um, you know, blatant hits on a quarterback or something in the last few minutes where you can just, uh, uh, you know, haul off and, and, and deck somebody. So I guess we just have to decide what we want it to be. I just as soon be in the camp of uh, let's get the calls right. And if it's a, if it's a big play, it happens to be a big play. I thought Patrick Mahomes, and I don't remember which of the, you know, afterwards interviews, it might have been like a day later, was asked about it. And I thought he had a great answer. It was like, uh, almost like a humble brag. He said, you, you really think I'd have thrown it that uh, far away from him if I didn't expect him to be there? Like, Juju Smith-Schuster wasn't open because the guy held him. And so I thought that that was great. Like, I'm not that inaccurate. So if I'm putting the ball somewhere, I expect my guy to be there. And the reason he wasn't, it was because he was held. Yeah, I thought that immediately when it happened. Like, I actually thought Mahomes kind of overthrew him a little bit to really emphasize the point. Because if you go back and you watch the video, Mahomes immediately throws the ball and starts pointing at where the penalty is. I thought it was gamesmanship by him Mm -hmm. to maybe overthrow it by a yard and then instantly let the officials know, hey, (laughs) there was a penalty that just occurred. See, he's that good, right? He's that that good. He was (laughs) Go throw it three yards past him on purpose, just knowing he's going to get the flag. But no, it's a, and I think James Bradbury should have also. I mean, he d- should have diffused the entire situation when he owned up to saying no. I I, I held him. That that should be uh, the end of it for me. But I just go back to I don't want I don't want games to be completely you know lawless in the last five minutes just because oh you shouldn't make a call on that point of a game. No, um, the calls still have to be right, and when they're a big play and. The Chiefs were trying to take advantage of a very aggressive defense. Hey, yeah, they, they, they earned themselves a flag in that scenario. So there was a story yesterday on SB Nation, and the headline of the story said the Chiefs are also the Super Bowl champions of gaslighting. Nobody said the Chiefs were bad. Stop lying. The story then goes on to say it feels like I'm taking crazy pills. Nobody said the Chiefs were done, nor did anyone say that this team was rebuilding. Now, I understand you and I, know this a little bit more closely because we live in Kansas City. That's not true. I do think there's some nuance and there's a middle ground in this. I don't want to make it seem like the Chiefs were this plucky upstart team that, you know, they're Jacksonville or they're the Lions that just 
oh, my goodness, how do we win the Super Bowl? That certainly wasn't the case. But I do think that the national conversation around the Chiefs was that Buffalo was too good. Cincinnati had passed them. The AFC West was going to be so difficult to navigate this year that it felt like the window for this Super Bowl team had closed and they would have to reopen another one. So I do think Chiefs fans get the ability to kind of pat themselves on the back and tell the rest of the NFL country that you didn't believe in us this season. Yeah, I mean, I think it's twofold. One, I think there was a little probably Chiefs fatigue, and there's always a race to anoint the next. And so it was trendier to pick uh, Buffalo or it's trendier to pick the Chargers to win the AFC West. And 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 then also the, the, the Tyreek Hill cloud. Uh, what are they going to do about Tyreek? I mean, I got asked about that every week of the season, even before and after the Super Bowl. I mean, that's a question that they have had to – to, to deal with all season long and the, and the doubts that they could overcome losing a very talented wide receiver um, were answered. So I think there's a little bit of beating on the chest about that as well. And then, I mean, in AFC West country, the Chargers are picked all the time. And it, it's infuriating to Kansas City fans. It's, it's infuriating probably around the rest of the NFL that the Chargers never come through, right, when they're picked seemingly. And so I think there's a lot of uh, – Yeah, you were against us. It wasn't everybody, clearly. But I think that the Chiefs fans and some Chiefs players probably had their certain list of people that they that they had on the list, right? That uh, the the Bart Scott of ESPNs of the world who picked them not to make the playoffs. I mean, that was a resounding theme all season long. So I think that they they picked their list, and then I think it broadened as the as the parade happened, and you know Travis Kelsey's. On stage, I guess it was probably Travis Kelsey after the game, I guess, first and foremost, right? Where uh, nobody believed in us. Yeah, that's a little bit far-fetched. There were plenty of people that believed in you, but everybody did point out the ones that didn't. Right now, we're talking to Josh Klingler of the Chiefs Radio Network. He does sideline for them about the Chiefs' Super Bowl 57 win. I want to get your thoughts on Eric Bieniemy. Bieniemy is interviewing right now for the offensive coordinator position with the Washington Commanders. This feels like a desperate man move to me. I've interviewed 17 times for head coaching jobs. I haven't gotten the opportunity to be a head coach in the National Football League. This is the last thing I think they want to see. I know I've had success as an offensive coordinator, but because of Andy, because of Patrick Mahomes, I got to go somewhere and prove that I can do this, which I don't agree with, I don't like, but life is life in this situation. I'm just disappointed that he has to go to Washington. You think about how stable and good of an organization that Kansas City is. Washington is the exact opposite. That seems like a job that gets you fired in a year. Yeah, I've said that Eric Biennemi should be talked about right now as a coach on the hot seat, meaning he should have had a job like three years ago. He should be in that window window of a coach who's, who's teetering in a franchise decides. Like, if he wasn't successful, he should be up for being possibly fired right now, let alone hasn't been hired yet. It's ridiculous. And it's ridiculous to think you have to go somewhere else to prove yourself. You're going to go to Washington and what, what uh, can you get that to be a, a top fifth? And I'm maybe generous here, a top 15 offense. And that makes you somehow a better head coaching candidate. It makes zero sense. Calling plays also does not equate to being a good head coach. It is how you lead uh, a team of football players. And I think Eric the has those, leadership characteristics and has had them that he should have already been a head coach. I guess the credit could be saying for him, like if you really want to do this and you go there and then nobody hires you, then you got to put your hands up and say, I've done everything you've asked of me. This is ridiculous. 
Um, I, I, I don't understand. He's out of contract with the Chiefs, and that's the thing here, too. So he was not he was on a one-year comeback, and I think the Chiefs honestly thought he was going to graduate at some point, essentially, that he would be a head coach. Uh, Matt Nagy, the former Bears head coach, the former offensive coordinator, was the quarterback's coach this past year. Um, they kind of brought him back with the assumption that, that Eric Bieniemy was going to have another job. And so they kind of waited for him to graduate, waited for him to graduate. It hasn't happened. And now I think he's trying to probably take the, the best scenario he can to put his thumbprint uh, exclusively on an offense and see if that's enough to attract the team to hire him. It's, it's ridiculous and it doesn't make any sense. I guess I'll credit him for realizing that's the scenario, even though it stinks. And the whole conversation around calling plays, it would make sense to me if every coach that gets hired is the one that calls the plays. But, I mean, we just saw Nick Sirianni in the Super Bowl. He he didn't call the plays when he got hired. Zach Taylor didn't call plays for his team when he was there. Mike McDaniel didn't call plays when he was in San Francisco. Like, we can find examples of recent head coaches who have been hired who haven't been the play caller. For now, this to be the only expectation for Eric Bieniemy that – hey, I know you were part of this very successful offense, but we don't really think that it's you, so now you have to go somewhere else to improve us. The logic just seems very backwards to me when it comes to him. It absolutely is. I, I want a head coach. Is that a guy that I will follow? And if you are able to be fortunate enough to have a conversation with Eric Bieniemy, you'd run through a wall for that dude. I don't care if he calls a play or not. Would I follow him in the football battle? Absolutely. And I think that that's, that's the thing. I, I've never understood the... Uh, the play calling uh, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, and how that directly translates to how you're going to be as a head coach. It, it doesn't. Now, is it nice that you've led one side of a, of a group of a locker room and, and been a manager and orchestrated? Sure. It doesn't ultimately result in what's going to be the success as a head coach. A head coach is a vastly different beast. Eric Bieniemy has all the qualities to to be a leader of a team, and it's it's unfortunate that he has to go through this stuff because it it's not right. Last question here, Kling. I consider the Chiefs to be a dynasty. I think if you look at the history of the NFL, there have been about seven or eight franchises that sort of planted their flag to let you know that we were here. The Steelers did that in the 70s. The Niners did it in the 80s. In the 90s, it was the Cowboys. The Patriots did it for basically 20 years. I think Kansas City winning the championship on Sunday planted their flag as this era, this time in the National Football League post-Brady is our time. We have been the best organization. We have won the most. What we've accomplished is comparable to most teams in history. I think this is a dynasty. Would you agree? Yeah, well, you look, you named a bunch of those teams and, you know, from our younger days, right? Those were the it teams of those I, it's, it feels like a, like a case of semantics to me. Like, what, what do you want dynasty to mean? I, to me, it's, it's the team that's the most dominant in their era, and this team's looking like it's the most dominant in its era. The last five-year run can't be disputed. Now that you capped off a second championship, it certainly can't. And if, if no one wants to crown them today, I guess that's fine. Uh, you got the best head coach in the league. you got the best quarterback in all the, uh, the NFL, and uh, a team that was a Super Bowl contender that added, what, 10 draft picks and almost all of them contributed last year, and they got 12 picks coming up for this draft. The NFL's in some trouble because they're drafting well in addition to having the best head coach and the best quarterback going. So you're going to, again, you're going to have to deal with the Chiefs for a while because this thing doesn't appear to be closing anytime soon. 
That is Josh Klingler of the Chiefs Radio Network joining us on the show today. Kling, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for hopping on this morning. Anytime, Carrington. <laughs> Absolutely. That's Josh Klingler joining us on the show. Always good to catch up with my guy, Josh Klingler, in Kansas City. It's been a while since I've done this. I got a little bit of money in my pocket, and you know what that means? It's time to buy or sell. That's coming up. Keep it right here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Thomas, before we get to buy or sell, I want to get this message out there to people, and I want you to hear this too because I think it's a really important message. So on Twitter... You know, I follow a bunch of different people. I follow Chiefs. I follow some Broncos. I follow some Chargers. I follow some tennis shoes, some music. You know, I try to be well-rounded. I try to know what's going on. Now, I don't play fantasy football, but I follow a lot of fantasy football accounts because the numbers and stats that count in fantasy, they, they, they count in real life, too. 
So I follow an account, and right now they posted a thread to help you win the DraftKings $100,000 contest. Now, you guys might be asking, what's the contest? It's the XFL. I believe that starts tomorrow. I do not know. I have not been keeping up. I don't want to keep up with it. I mean this from the bottom of my heart, from my family to yours. If you were playing XFL fantasy football, you need help. You're sick. Your football addiction has gotten, it has gone too far. It is taking you to a place that no human being should go. How does one even play fantasy XFL? Have you been doing a deep dive? Have you been doing a study? Watch college basketball. Watch the NBA. Watch golf. Watch a movie. Go outside. Read a book. So many activities you can be doing. If you're going to watch the XFL, fine. I can't stop you from doing that. I really can't. I wish that I could, but I can't. You're going to gamble and wager on the XFL? You need help. Thomas, if this message that I'm giving helps just one person, it was worth it. There is, I'm not joking. There is a $100,000 XFL contest that's going on tomorrow. You have a problem. The first step to overcoming a problem is admitting that you have one. That is the first step. You have a problem if you're gambling on the XFL. Carrington, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not going to take it that far. I'm not going to do fantasy XFL or, or get involved in this challenge. I would be lying to you, though. There's four games this weekend, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. I know I've already surprised you that I know that much about it. I'm probably going to check in on one of these games. I'm probably going to do it. It's football, kind of, kind of. I'd rather watch the replacements. <laughs> Great I would legitimately watch the replacements than watch this. I would. I would watch the comebacks with Ice Cube and Kiki Palmer before I watch this. <laughs> Sometimes I realize the more I do this, the more that some people just love football more than I love it. And I love it. I've dedicated my life to it. It has afforded me a very comfortable life, one that I'm happy with. I don't love football enough to watch it outside without a shirt on. Some of you do. I don't love it that much. I don't love football enough to keep up with the XFL. I couldn't tell you the name of one of the teams in the XFL. I think The Rock runs it, right? Uh, yes, The Rock is involved. He is part owner of this new reboot for the XFL. That's all I know about. I don't know legitimately anything else. I couldn't tell you a player that's in it. I couldn't tell you what channel it comes on. That's not something I'm keeping up with. You want to talk college basketball? I have been keeping up. I've been to like four or five college basketball games this year. You know I live like 45 minutes from KU, and I'm a Missouri fan. So I've been keeping up. K-State's not that far from where I live. Those are three teams that are making the tournament. I'm very much dialed into college basketball. You want to talk NBA, I'm happy to talk NBA. I'm keeping up with the Genesis Invitational to see if Tiger Woods makes the cut. Hell, I'll talk NASCAR with you, and I don't know anything about NASCAR. 
XFL is just a bridge that I'm not willing to cross. It's, it's, it's one step too far. You have a problem. You have a football addiction that needs to be cured. Free yourself. You know what, Thomas? This is when I started watching Law & Order SVU. I was in the <laughs> same situation that you were in. No, this is a true story, Thomas. You need to hear this. I was in the same situation as you. Football had ended. It's March. I started getting those cold sweats. I didn't know what to do back in my college dorm. I had no clue what to do. I was alone on Sunday. I had no guidance. I was flipping through the channels. I saw a woman I was attracted to on USA. I later come out to know that that was Mariska Hargitay, and that woman is a saint. I was like, oh, she's kind of cute. Let me watch this. I got sucked into an episode. Never seen it before. Never heard of this show before. I watched an episode of it. Episode was actually kind of good. It's like, oh, what is this? This is before, you know, in the college dorm, we didn't have, like, the guide where you could, like, really see what it was. And I was in college in 2007. So we we didn't have all some of the things these kids have. I watched one episode. It was good. It then started over. It was a new episode. I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of cool. I didn't know this happened. I watched that episode. That episode was even better than the last one I had just watched. When that episode ended, guess what, Thomas? There was another episode. It was a marathon. I watched three episodes of Law & Order SVU that day, and it changed my life. Law & Order SVU is like a potato chip. You cannot just have one. You can't. And at that moment, I became, I watched Law that. There are a few shows that I watch while they're happening. Normally, I'll let the show finish. Like Last of Us, I will let Last of Us finish, and then, you know, with two weeks to go, I'll start to binge it so I can catch up for the finale and watch it with everybody. That's normally how I watch shows. I watch Law & Order every week. I watch regular Law & Order. I watch Organized Crime. I watch SVU. I'm hooked. That's my addiction. You need to start watching Law & Order on the weekends to replace this XFL addiction that you have. That, that's my advice here. Start watching Law & Order SVU. You'll be a happy. Start watching Criminal Minds. I don't care what you watch. Just don't watch this. <laughs> now, I, now I've seen SVU, and you're speaking to my soul right now. I have never seen it live, though. I don't watch the new episodes that air every week. I see them in like eight or you know nine increments at a time on a Saturday or Sunday when I got nothing else going on. I mean, the new episodes are terrible, but at this point, I'm fully invested. I'm fully invested. They don't match up to the old episodes at all, but man, I still love them all the same. All right, Thomas, you know what we need to do now? Because this money's been burning a hole in my pocket, but I had to I had to help heal some of you guys. I had to do this. It's time for Buy or Sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Carrington, let's kick things off in the NFL here. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey put his mic skills on display earlier this week during Kansas City's Super Bowl parade, and he'll do so again when he hosts Saturday Night Live on March 4th. Two-part question here. Buy or sell, there's anybody better in the NFL to host SNL than Kelsey? And then, Carrington, buy or sell, you're an SNL guy. So I am going to sell that there is anybody better in the NFL to host than Travis Kelsey. I think he has the perfect personality to host SNL. Sell. 
I'm also selling that I'm an SNL guy. Sell. Now, let me at least clarify my stance on SNL. I would consider somebody an SNL guy that watches it regardless of who the host or the musical guest is. That's not me. I will watch it if I'm really interested in the host or the musical guest. If you're telling me Dave Chappelle is hosting Saturday Night Live, I'm going to watch it. If you're telling me Meg the Stallion is hosting it, I'm going to watch. You're telling me that Travis Kelsey is going to host, I'm going to watch. I'm not just randomly watching SNL regardless of who the host is or if I don't know who the musical guest is. So I would sell that I am a SNL guy, but I am interested in Travis Kelsey hosting March 4th, and I will be watching it when he hosts on March 4th. All right, let's keep it in the NFL here. Saints running back Alvin Kamara has been indicted by a grand jury for an alleged Las Vegas nightclub brawl from last year. Kamara is also being sued by the accuser for $10 million after he allegedly beat him unconscious. Buy or sell that Alvin Kamara, who will turn 28 before next season, is still worth it for the New Orleans Saints. Now, I just want to be clear here before we continue moving forward. Do we have to say alleged when the act is on video? I read it in every article I read about this story this morning, so that's why I put it in. I had that exact same question, but I'm going to play it safe and say alleged. No, and that's perfectly fine. I'm just asking this alleged Las Vegas nightclub brawl makes it seem like we don't know if this brawl happened. I saw Alvin Kamara on video in the brawl. Like, I saw his actions. Like, him being there is not alleged. It is factually proven in this. So, I don't know if the brawl is alleged at this point. But I get it. We got to say alleged. The video of the alleged activity. Okay, I will I will join you here with alleged. I still think Alvin Kamara is special. I still think he's one of the better running backs in the league. I'm going to buy that he's still worth it. Buy. Now, I will say the yards per attempt concerned me right now with Alvin Kamara. He had 3.7 yards per attempt in 2021, and he had 3. Point, or excuse me, 4.0, four yards a carry last year for the New Orleans Saints. It also coincides with when their quarterback situation drastically changed. Up until that point, he was a 4.5, five yards a carry guy. They then changed quarterbacks, and now he's completely fallen off a cliff. They got to fix the quarterback situation there. I believe they're bringing in Derek Carr. I think you know you need a good running back with Derek Carr. I still think Alvin Kamara is a very good running back, but let's face it, Alvin Kamara is going to miss at least at least six games next year with the suspension for this alleged but caught on video brawl that happened in Las Vegas. I don't know about you, Carrington, but I was actually stunned this morning when I was writing this question. He has never rushed for 1,000 yards in a single season before. And I get it. He's basically another wide receiver out there as well. But I was stunned. He's only been over 900 yards once. I, also, I think we have to point out with Alvin Kamara, like you bring up that he's never rushed for 1,000 yards. Well, in 2018, he ran for 880. He had 709 yards receiving, too. So, He's been a guy that's going to get you 1,400 to 1,600 yards from scrimmage every single year. I don't care how those yards come, you know? So I, I hear you on Alvin Kamara, but this year, I mean, he had 1,300 yards from scrimmage. He's a very productive running back. All right, now let's stay with running backs here. Earlier this morning, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Jones, not Aaron Rodgers, worked out a new deal for next season. Jones will make $11 million next year. He also finished 10th in rushing yards last season. 
Buy or sell you view Aaron Jones as an elite running back? Sell. Sell. We love to throw around the term elite. Aaron Jones is a good, productive back. Nothing wrong with being good and productive. He ain't elite. Have you seen Saquon Barkley? That's elite. Have you seen Christian McCaffrey? That's elite. Have you seen Derrick Henry? Those are elite backs. Aaron Jones is a good back. He's a productive back. He's not elite, though. Sell. All right, let's get to some hoops here. Last night in the NBA, the Bucks beat the Bulls 112-100, to but two-time MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo sprained his right wrist, and now his status for the All-Star game this weekend is in question. Now, the Bucks, Carrington, they trail the Celtics by a half a game for the top spot in the Eastern Conference, while Giannis is second in the league in scoring and third in rebounds per game. My question to you, buy or sell that before last night's injury, Giannis was the MVP of the league. I'm going to sell this for very selfish reasons. Sell. I'm going to sell this because I have Jason Tatum to win NBA MVP. That's why I'm selling it. I'm selling it for that reason. And I don't know why Tatum just isn't considered to be the favorite. Like, I hear so much about Luka, and Luka's having a phenomenal year. His team is the sixth seed, and they're a half game up of playing in the play-in. You cannot win NBA MVP if you're a half game out of the play-in and two games over 500, especially right, right, while right now the Celtics are 42-17. and 17. And, oh, yeah, what is Jason Tatum averaging this year? Well, he's averaging 30.6 points per game. He's shooting almost 50% from the field, nine rebounds and five assists. How is Jason Tatum not widely considered to be the MVP favorite is completely baffling to me. I am coming at this from a purely selfish, I have money invested in Jason Tatum winning NBA MVP. But I'm selling Giannis and I'm buying Jason Tatum. Now, would you have issue if, oh, I don't know, the big man in Denver, Jokic, were to get back-to-back-to-back MVPs this season? He's already won the award. Let's give it to somebody else. (laughs) He's already got his two. All right, let's get to one last one here. All-Star Weekend in the NBA gets underway tonight with the Rising Stars game. Then, of course, the skills competition, the three-point contest, and the dunk contest on Saturday before we get to the actual All-Star game itself on Sunday. Buy or sell, Carrington, the All-Star game itself is the best part of All-Star Weekend. Oh, bye. Bye. I thought you were going to ask me where the skills competition. I was prepared to just read you a list. These are the four participants for the dunk contest. Kenyon Martin Jr., Trey Murphy III, Jericho Sims, Mac McClung. This is the worst combination of four individuals ever put together. Like, I can't watch that. I can't. There's no way I can watch that. Who in the hell is Jericho Sims? That's not a real human being. That is a made-up, create-a-player name. (laughs) That's the guy, whenever you play NBA 2K, and then your character has to go up against another guy, and that guy's like your default rival, his name is Jericho Sims. Jericho Sims is not a real person. I refuse to believe it. Who the hell is Trey Murphy the third? I've never heard of Trey Murphy the second or Big Trey (laughs) Murphy. Who is Trey Murphy the... Who are these individuals? Who put these individuals together? Adam Silver, you should be tried and convicted for this crime 
of what happened to the All-Star dunk contest. I'm not saying we need LeBron James to do it every single year, but for the for the three-point contest, we have gotten everybody that you would want to see do the three-point contest has done it for the most part. Steph has done it. Clay Thompson is You name a great shooter, they've done it. How can we not get people that we've at least heard of for the dunk contest is my – who is Jericho Sims? He is not a real person. Mac McClung wasn't even in the NBA. He was a G-leaguer. He was a G-leaguer and they got to do it. It doesn't make sense. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Coming up, we'll talk about the most important story in sports. People have forgotten it, but I will I will I will refocus and recenter you and get you back on the most important story in sports. But first, let's get an update with my guy Andrew Bogish. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. There was a tweet that came across my timeline that I want to share with you guys. So you remember Tom Brady a couple weeks ago announced that he was going to take this year off. And he was prepared to take the Fox job, not this upcoming NFL season. So not in September, but 2024 September. I thought it was a little bit odd, but Tom can do what he wants. Fox doesn't have this Super Bowl coming up. They have the one in 2025, so makes sense to me. Tom said he wanted to get ready and he wanted to get prepared for, you know, broadcasting. Now, as somebody who broadcasts for a living, the only way to really get better at it is to just do it. So there's going to be some growing pains. You know, you've, you've never done it before, but you just have to do it. And you keep getting feedback and you keep working on things and you keep improving. And eventually, you know, you'll presumably get good at it. But I read a story that that's not why he's taking the year off. According to the story that I read, and I can't verify if it's true or not, but it's going to be true for me. Tom Brady has taken the year off so he could potentially win back his ex-wife and then not take the Fox deal. I want Tom to go home so bad. Thomas, you saw it this year. He was miserable for most of the year. Tom Brady, when he came back from that 11-day hiatus during training camp and he came back and he said, I'm in my 40s, I got a lot of stuff going on, you could see the drain on him. You could see that he had been sleeping on the couch 
for 10 consecutive days. You could see a man who is fighting for his family. Giselle left him anyway. Left my guy hanging high and dry is what she did. Well, you know what? Tom's finally free. What Giselle always wanted is right here. She wanted Tom to be home more so he could play with the kids, pick them up from school, be a bigger part of their lives. Tom's got free time now to do that. He's got nothing but free time to do this. Now, I'm here to tell Tom this is going to be one of the toughest fights that he's ever been in. This is going to be a greater comeback than when he was down 28-3 in the Super Bowl. So when he retired, his wife commented on his Instagram post, quote, wishing you only wonderful things in this new chapter of your life. That's all she put. David's married for a decade. <laughs> they have three kids together. She gave my man a default sentence. You know how whenever you're on the phone and somebody calls you, it gives you the ability to give them just a standard text back. Hey, I'm on the phone. We'll call later. That's what she did. She went to her phone and said, what do you say to somebody who's retiring? Oh, okay, cut and copy. Wishing you only wonderful things in this new chapter of your life? That's cold. That cut me deep, and I've never met these people before. Tom, I know you want to go home. I know you want to be with your wife. I know you want to be with your kids. I know you want to be with your family. I'm pulling for you this offseason. Playing the Carolina Panthers didn't give you the joy you thought it was this year. Playing the New Orleans Saints just didn't give you that old excitement back. You know what can? Getting your wife back. Fighting for her love the same way you fought for that extra yard on all those quarterback sneaks. That's the same fight you got to have to get your wife and your family back. I'm pulling for you, Tom. I feel so bad for him. Tom has done so much for us in our lives. You might hate Tom, but think of the countless hours of Sunday entertainment Tom has given you. The least we can do is come together to pull for Tom when he needs us most. Now he really needs fans. He's trying to win the biggest game of his life, a game for Giselle's heart. Thomas, have you seen Love and Basketball? I know you've seen Love and Basketball before. Oh, I've seen it multiple times. This is basically what Tom Brady is doing with Giselle. He wants to play a one-on-one game for her heart. You were pulling for Monica in the movie. You didn't (laughs) want Omar Epps' character. You didn't want Quincy to win. You wanted Monica to win. You knew the odds were stacked against her. She was playing a former NBA player. You knew the odds were up against her. But you know what? You wanted her to win. I know the odds are against Tom Brady. Look at how cold she's treating him. She hasn't replied to Tom's text in months. She's probably not even there when they exchange kids. The nanny is there. Giselle's like, I don't even want to be around Tom. I don't even want to see Tom. Tom certainly texted her happy Valentine's Day. Got no reply. Still on red. It's going to be an uphill fight. But you got a year to try to win her heart back. And I'm pulling for you, man. I want to see Tom have success, man. He's down big. He's down 30 to nothing. Late fourth quarter. But he's still got three timeouts. And if Tom Brady's still got three timeouts and there's still time on the clock, I believe he can do it. 
Tom, I want you to know from everybody here, I'm gonna say I'm speaking for everybody at CBS Sports Radio. I'm speaking for everybody here, from me, for DA, for Rome, for Maggie, for everybody. We're pulling for you to get your family back because I know that's what you really want. You want to go home, and I understand. How else can you explain that weird selfie that he took a couple of weeks ago? That was a lonely man. Tom Brady is 102 years old. Why are you taking half-naked selfies? He's lonely. He's bored. He doesn't know what to do now. There's no football. He's not training for anything. And he's just sitting at home in a condo with, with no one around. What is, what's, what's good being in the game if there's no fans? And that's what he needs right now. He needs fans. He needs people that are going to love and support him. And that's why I'm here, to help support Tom Brady. Thank you, Tom, for everything you've done. I'm pulling for you to get Giselle back. That's what I want this offseason more than anything, is for you to get Giselle back. Before we get out of here, Thomas, I actually do really want to ask you a question. So there's a little bit of a controversy right now in Kansas City that I might be at the center of. So you know those plays that the Chiefs ran in the Super Bowl where Kadarius, Tony, and Sky Moore were wide open. I've never seen a human being more wide open than I saw Sky Moore in the Super Bowl. When that play originally happened, I thought a penalty had happened, and Patrick Mahomes and Sky Moore were the only two people that were still moving. He was so wide open. It was very confusing to me. So people have come to the conclusion we got from Andy Reid that the name of the play is called Corndog. That's the name of the play. I have a very strong belief that you cannot eat corndogs as an adult. <laughs> that corn dogs are for children. There's nothing wrong with the corn dog if you're seven. If you're 11 years old, I'm sure you love a corn dog. You're a 41 year old man. You've got two kids. You've got a mortgage. You've got two degrees. You eating corn dogs? No, that is not an adult activity. Not at all. Now, you can eat your kid's corn dog. You gave your kid corn dog. They didn't eat all of it. You don't want it to go to waste. Great. But you're telling me that there are adult human beings that get in their motor vehicle, drive to Sonic, and then tell the person, hey, I want two corn dogs. They order these for themselves, and they eat them. No, you cannot do this. This is a foul. This is wrong. You cannot do this. We had this debate on my show, and people got very upset when I said this yesterday, but it's the truth. You're too old to be eating corn dogs. You're too old. There's some foods that we grow out of. Cotton candy is not a is not a food for adults. I don't want cotton candy at this point. Number one, just thinking of all that sugar makes my teeth hurt. You're getting corn dogs? No. Can't do it. Go get a hot dog like an adult. Go get an Italian sausage. Go get a bratwurst. Put some peppers on it. Go get you a Chicago dog. Please don't get a corn dog. I had a lot of fun today. Thanks so much to Thomas back in the NYC. Thanks so much to Andrew, also back in the NYC. I appreciate you guys. Take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 